Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, Delora, we are back, girl. How you feeling? How you living? I'm doing well, Ashley. Happy to be here. What's good? Recap Nation. What it do, baby. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us as usual for another episode of Recapping with Delora and Ashley. For our faithfuls, y'all know what it is today. It's time to get into some quick headlines and hot topics. For those who are new, hello. Thank you. Uh, Delora, we have a okay. few things on the agenda today. You know what? I feel like we really start need to start putting our agenda out there, like on social media or something, <laughs> just to get the people's opinions as we're going into these. Because I'm sure people, especially our guy, um, who always leaves us all the comments, <laughs> touchdown tie, may have some very interesting things to say. But as of now, let's launch into our quick headlines. First one up, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are done. As of August 5th, sources close to Kim and Pete exclusively confirmed to E! News that the pair had broken up and decided to just be friends. The insider shared that while the duo has a lot of love and respect for each other, they found that the long distance dynamic and demanding schedules made it challenging to maintain a relationship. Were you surprised when this news dropped that they had broken up? That's a great question. Was I surprised? Yes and no. So yes, because we're talking about Kim Kardashian. I mean, she idolized Elizabeth Taylor. This is part of her MO, you know what I mean? But I thought they would at least make it at least to a year. Mm. And the way that Pete has been making room for Kim in his life, there's rumors that he bought a house in LA. He's no longer on SNL, Um, you know, tattoos (laughs) yeah but i don't mean to be disrespectful that's a dime a dozen him putting somebody's name on it means nothing but at this rate it's legendary so i don't recommend him taking it off unless it causes (laughs) major pain or unless the next one unless the next one is like i don't want to see that shit (laughs) you know what i mean that part but it makes sense again to the kim k point Outside of his BDE, what does he bring to the table? Yeah, I hate to say it, but when it comes to keeping up with these Kardashians, their relationships play a major role. And I know the shock value of this relationship honestly has wear it off. 
I understand the sentiment I've seen and read about it having run its course. I think this was cute for Kim for a little bit, probably in her mind. It was a good distraction. It was a good way to move past all the drama with Kanye. Somebody who was funny, somebody who was low key, somebody who didn't try to control her and probably everything about her. But when this relationship started, I felt some type of way because to your, yeah, yeah, because to your point, I was like, why? Like Kim, you're Kim Kardashian at this point. You could date anybody you want. It was just very shocking to me at first. Now, obviously, with all the ups and downs, the fact that this man has put up with online harassment and bullying from Kanye Girl. West. Yes, I definitely thought, well, they're going to stick with it for a little bit. But then when I read that he had supposedly possibly proposed. Yeah. It made yeah. all the sense in the world because Kim ain't marrying you, bro. Not and on Kevin Hart's heart to heart, he said he was ready to be a dad to yes. his children because Kim ain't having no more babies. She's done. Absolutely. But again, it goes with power dynamics. What does he bring to the table? Kanye brought validity to her fame. I hate to say it. He helped her with her style. She's part owner of Yeezy, which is very lucrative. When it comes to their relationships, you got to bring more to the table than that thing, apparently. Yeah. It, I just feel like there's a lot just more. Just my opinion. No, it's no, no. I agree with you. I just, <laughs> I, I want to be respectful of Pete as a human being and not make it seem like oh, I thought he was. No, he, I'm saying for me. Is he not the rebound guy? Is I'm saying for me guy? personally, I do not, would not have ever imagined that Kim Kardashian would have let him lick her foot, let alone probably her vagina. So that's why I'm saying I've been trying to be respectful. <laughs> I, I'm talking very high level. Obviously, we care about the humanity of these people. But to your point, Pete has been the rebound guy for so many people. And I hate that for him, but it's a pattern. Hopefully the next one will be it. I don't know. He shoots for the stars and he is real in them. <laughs> so Wait, I can't be even be them. mad. He be reaching them. I can't Kim even be mad. Moon. I don't know who can top that. And that's the thing too. <laughs> Kim pursued him. Kim called and asked for his number. It's wild. I digress. P obviously be doing his thing out here. No disrespect. But speaking of the whole Kanye side of things, Kanye have been very quiet for a while on this situation. And yep. yet suddenly he went, I mean, he went nuts. And he did a full post with a fake New York Times newspaper headline that says Skeet Davidson dead at age 28. Delora, did he go too far? Absolutely. Absolutely. What? Kanye? We don't be playing with death like that. Let's not, let's not tread those waters. And apparently Kim was so furious, she told him to put it down and he did, but wiped his Instagram. And that comes on the heels of also finding out that Pete has apparently been in therapy and trauma therapy. He put up with a lot being with Kim, dealing with her ex, her baby, father, ex-husband. 
But that's something you think about in all the online chatter. I don't even feel like I heard a lot of people say, everybody talks about, oh, Kanye's bipolar, Kanye's bipolar. Pete Davidson has been very open about his own mental health struggles. Mental health, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not anyone's therapist or psych, but he does give off codependency vibes when he's in these relationships with these women. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. like he believes in the Disney fairy tale. Like he absolutely. watched a lot of princesses and princes back in the day, and falls hard and fast. But Very granted, fast. given some of the women he's dated, I totally get it as well. You would try to lock every one of them down too. Yeah, but yeah, I think when I read it again, it was like, oh, okay. And then when I read deeper, I was like, oh, absolutely. You were definitely trying to take this train off the tracks. And Kim was just looking at you as a nice little summer fling. So, I mean, longer than a summer fling. It was nine months, but you know what I mean. That summer fling vibe. It reminds me. Oh, sweet summer child. (laughs) I was thinking of the song from Greece because we will be talking about Olivia Newton-John. So, Mm That's enough on that. Let's move on to our second quick headline, which is Anne H. Delora, this was a completely shocking headline when it dropped. And that is that Anne H. unfortunately was in a car accident on Friday in her blue Mini Cooper that crashed into a home. And the residents and the car caught on fire, resulting in her suffering burns. She was then intubated and hospitalized and remains in a coma. And the article I'm seeing from people, they have a legal expert who's weighing in possibly on the consequences she could face from this. But they're saying, oh, the police aren't in any rush to do the things they need to do, given her current state. Where were your thoughts when you first heard this news about Anne H's accident? This is such a bizarre situation because I don't think anyone was really involved besides her, right? Yes, it was a single car accident. Apparently, she had crashed into something in like an apartment complex first and the folks tried to help her and then she backed up and then she ended up crashing into this house secondarily. But the thankfully, the folks who live in that home were not injured either. It was just Aunt Hate who again, is it currently in critical condition because of the burn she suffered as well as I'm not sure if she was additionally injured based on reports. I hate to hear the severity of this accident and I'm praying that she makes a full recovery, but this is really, really hard. Yeah, I know they've speculated, like there was a picture, probably TMZ or somebody put out there that supposedly she had alcohol and maybe pills in her car and things like that she went to the hairdresser beforehand and her hairdresser that she had spoke about the fact she was in seemingly good spirits and all this prior to the accident so it's a lot of speculation right now because again she has not regained consciousness and been able to speak about anything so Mm -hmm. i agree i hope that she's able to make a full recovery i'm very sorry for everybody involved who has lost um you know, different things in this accident, even just, you know, the trauma, obviously, that comes along with this type of thing. Absolutely. Um, just hoping for the best for everybody. I think Anne H is, um, came back into my mind because of Dancing with the Stars and getting to see more of her kind of behind the scenes on that show than I had before. She's a bit eccentric. 
she was a little bit eccentric. Yeah. But I just feel like before then, if this had come up, I would have been like, oh, and hate, you know what I mean? But she's like back into my consciousness more because of the fact that she, we just saw her on Dancing with the Stars and she was around for a little, for a few weeks. Yes, she was. Absolutely. So hoping for the best for everybody involved. Let's move on to our next quick headline, which is Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John, may she rest in peace, passed away on Monday at the age of 73 following a breast cancer battle, which she had been pretty open about um, throughout the years and has- Yeah, um, very vocal. Yeah, has a- uh, organization on behalf of breast cancer research and treatment. Um, I know when this news broke, the main person I was looking for a statement from was John Travolta. And he absolutely, absolutely. was one of the first people who released a statement. And he said, yeah. my dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road and we will all be together again. A slew of celebs obviously turned out and made statements from Dionne Warwick to Mariah Carey to um, the, some of the cast members of Greece, obviously. Yes. Um, but the whole you know, country of Australia was deeply impacted by this loss. She was a national she treasure. She was a star, absolutely. And so much so that she, uh, based on her family, has accepted an offer for a state funeral. So really, yeah. So she's definitely going to go out as the treasure that she was. What were your additional thoughts about the passing of the Olivia Newton-John? I was sad. And to your point, I did know that she was dealing with breast cancer. I wasn't exactly sure where she was in that journey whether she was in remission or not but when i heard the news it's just really sad she was such a bright light like every time i think about her all i think is her, her beautiful smile mm -hmm. and positivity and obviously legendary role in greece my mom to this day talks about how she was in the school musical Grease when she was young. And really? Yeah. Her, Love it. She played, she's going to beat me up for not remembering this. Was it Rizzo? She was Rizzo. Absolutely. I got Thank you, Mama you. B. I got you. <laughs> so, and then of course, let's get physical. I mean, she had a whole recording career. Yes, so I think it's inspiring that her legacy is so positive that her time on earth is met with such positivity. So I'm praying for her family and friends. Beautiful. Well said. I don't think I can add anything better. So <laughs> there you go. May you rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Life very well lived. Let's move on to our next quick headline, which is Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> Beyonce, Queen B. That girl. That rain continues. Beyonce, and I'm reading Essence because I had to go to Essence for this. Beyonce has earned another number one album as Renaissance reaches the top of the charts in its first week of release. According to Billboard, the album achieved 332,000 
equivalent album units and sold 190,000 physical copies. It is Beyonce's seventh solo album to hit number one on the Billboard 200 album charts, making her the first female artist to have her first seven solo albums debut at number one. It also entered number one in the UK, Ireland, France, the Netherlands, yes. South Africa, etc. Motherland, Motherland, army. The album's lead single, Break My Soul, has also reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, making Beyonce's eighth Hot 100 number one as a solo artist. Her last number one single, this surprised me, was 14 years ago with Single Ladies. Yeah. Yep. In addition to Break My Soul, all 16 songs from Renaissance have made it onto the Billboard Hot 100. I am not surprised. I am just <laughs> continuously pleased by the fact that people love and embrace Beyonce as the greatest living entertainer because she deserves as her mother as mama tina put out on instagram after this news was released she deserves all the flowers because she works her ass off people love the party she had a party it was themed people Mm -hmm. dressed up including donald glover in that onesie Girl, what was he doing though? It was the boots for me. If it you're was, gonna make the it effort, was the titties for me. <laughs> if you're gonna make the effort <laughs> to put on that onesie and live your best life and put on eyeshadow, I'm gonna need you to go all the way there. Those boots, no. The girls were out. His body looks good to me. I'm gonna be honest. I was he like, looked, he looks a little cuddly. You look I, good. I don't mind it, but I hate those boots. But anyway. <laughs> List of celebs were out and about cutting it up in these streets, and I love to see it. Beyonce looked beautiful. I love the ensemble. It looked like they were living their best lives. Delora, mm-hmm. are you surprised that Beyonce's album is number one? That she's that girl, that one of one, the only one. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to originally start off with. Tap, tap, tap on hardwood floors, tin, tin, tins across the board. I'm just so excited. Tin, tin, tins across the board for damn sure. (laughs) I'm so excited and I'm not surprised. I'm happy that she's able to get this success in her 40s because if you think about it, part of the reason why she's working so hard is a lot of our pop divas aren't able to maintain this level of momentum. I'm glad you said that because they literally end this article by saying that this puts her in rare air. Only her and Mariah Carey. Correct. Yes. Are the artists in Billboard history to hit the top spot in four decades. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because, I mean, let's keep it real. At this part of, let's say, Diana Ross, since the trajectory seems similar in some ways, Diana Ross is doing, you know, concerts in Europe and kind of like not farewell concerts but like discography from 20 years ago yeah she wasn't putting out new music that people were still it was it was almost the tale of the one movie that we love that tracy ellis ross was in was mirroring a lot of that yeah and the only woman that has been able to really do it for pop music and this is just an old school reference is tina turner when she was in her 40s but she was oh yeah she had her stride she was finding herself in her solo 
yes. career at that time. But do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, Absolutely. That number one album, number one single. Again, I'm Beehive adjacent. It's not that I did not have faith in Beyonce, but after the fact that she hasn't had a number one single since Single Ladies, I didn't know if she was ever going to try to go for it. You know what I mean? And then when Break My Soul came out, I was like, oh yeah, this is consumable and this has the potential to go number one. Because when we got, again, Beyonce, Lemonade, Black is King, those albums, I don't want to say that they were niche by any by any means necessary, but you could tell she was doing whatever she wanted to do in those albums. You know what I mean? They weren't as pop. She wasn't chasing the charts with those albums. And that's why they are so culturally relevant (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of that. And they have the staying power than having the number one song for whatever, whenever those, you know, albums came out. So, but I do love the fact that obviously those earlier female artists helped to pave the way for Beyonce to have this level of success as she's aging as well, because they fought those battles. And the last point I'm going to make, and I'm going to give JLo her credit. I feel like people like JLo keep it sexy. JLo is what, 52 years old? And we have seen, Beyonce told us on this album that she is cozy. Okay. Did you see that one picture with the, Speaking of titties, with the booby out, with the pasties on the couch, I was like, "Yes, girl!" Even her Damn. cover art, body, oddy, oddy, oddy. So she is like, "I am going nowhere, children." Yep. This is Act One of Three. Thank I'm only you. getting, I'm only getting started. That's what I loved about the J Lo documentary. Speaking of that, if you guys have not listened to our recap of halftime, go back and listen to it. Check it out. J Lo said, "I feel like I'm only getting started," and as you should, because. As I'm getting older, I realize the 20s ain't it. The 30s ain't going to be the the peak. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yes. Let's keep going, baby. As long as I got, come on, Jesus, keep my health together. We're going (laughs) to keep it going. Yes. And for women, we reach our sexual strides. Oh, yeah. Ages. I know what I like now. There you go. Let me thrive. Yes. 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 Yes to always loving and discovering new things about your body. Sex positivity over here. Um, what did you think of the Break My Soul remix with um Madonna? So I haven't had the privilege to hear it in its entirety because it's a special situation uh to get to it. Oh I, I have not invested. It's not on streaming. Is it's it on, on title? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm Apple. Do you want me to play it for you over the phone? I'll do that because I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but the fact that she had the section of the song that Madonna in the 90s listed all white women or white people and the fact that Beyonce listed all of our greats. Yep was lovely i mean i smiled so hard when she shouted out jill scott boo i love you jilly from philly i love love you boo and then grace jones grace Mm -hmm. jones so i'm loving this considering the hoopla that happened 
during the release with yeah. Kalise and supporting. But again, in my personal opinion, she is in some way supporting Kalise by taking it off the album because Kalise wanted that. So absolutely, you know, Beyonce said anybody got that got a problem except Monica Lewinsky. I got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, I'm not going back in the discography for you, but first sorry. of all, the fact that I had to tell my mom what the verses were, I didn't realize how explicit that song was. I was like, okay, we don't want to see Yanti on her knees. Okay, he just Monica Lewinsky all over my dress. I'm like, oh my god, what is this song? I, I can't believe I told my mother the song. That <laughs> album is my fave. Well, I loved it. It was definitely a vibe. I didn't know it was out until I started seeing the oh fir- the first way I found out was because of Lizzo in her video she posted yes. talking about the fact that somebody once laughed at her um, somebody she said it was somebody's mom I think oh a mom a friend's mom yeah yes. laughed at her about saying she's gonna become a singer oh like Beyonce and, and I mean come on best revenge is your paper as Beyonce says but I loved it. Again, I'm I cannot wait for acts two and three. I'm just I'm too ready. All right, let's move on to our next quick headline. We gotta dive back into Britney Spears. We hadn't had to discuss old Brit Brit in a little bit. I know she got married and she should be in happily ever after mode right now. Yeah, but K-Fed said not so fast. This man out here spilling some tea in an interview claiming that Britney's teenage sons have been avoiding her in recent months. He said that they chose not to attend their mom's wedding, which you may know of when we talked about it in June and hinted Mm -hmm. that the teenagers are having a tough time dealing with the singer's nude images on social media. He said the boys have decided they're not seeing her right now. It's been a few months since they've seen her. They made a decision not to go to the wedding. And basically he tries to explain like, look, maybe that's just another way she tries to express herself in in terms of her nudity on social media. But that doesn't take away from the fact of what it does to them. It's tough. Brittany obviously had a reaction, as did her husband, Sam, who got a little saucy. He said the boys are very smart and will be 18 soon to make their own decisions and may eventually realize the tough part was having a father who hasn't worked much in over 15 years as a role model. Ooh, the shade, okay? I think he ended his post talking about, I have a job. (laughs) Oh, Brittany herself said that, you know, this whole situation breaks her heart. She said, I always tried and tried, and maybe that's why they stopped coming here. I want them to love me so much that I might have overdone it. She went into more, but essentially, you know, confirmed that obviously there's a rift and that it's not something that she is happy about or um, try to, you know, instigate in the way that it seems like Kevin has by making it public. So what were your thoughts about this story? Well, one of my favorite podcasters, pop culture enthusiast on Twitter, her name is Winter Mitchell. She had the best tweet and I want to share. It says it's... um retweet of the tmz article stating everything you just said it says translation i've got about 2.5 years left to live on your monthly child support stipend and zero job prospects so i'm going for full custody to sock a little more away because look at me all i got is a marriage to britney spears and residual from you remember that song he did popazo i damn sure don't Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. So I say all that to say it is giving 
his the Britney's kids are grown. Like I remember when they were born, and they are really knocking on eighteen very very soon, and they're close in age. So when I saw that, I thought it summed up my thoughts exactly. I agree with every word spoken. When I even heard that he did an interview, I'm like, for why? What do you have to talk about? <laughs> we have what do you have to promote? And then to even like add insult to injury, you talking about her dad and how you would still be open to a relationship with her dad, somebody that she so openly talked about how cruel yeah. the relationship was, how abusive she felt like the relationship was. Like, it's just not a good look. Like, if you ever cared about somebody, I just don't understand these antics. You have to be getting paid. I agree money. that it has to be money-based. Because why else? Crazy. Yeah, why else are you running your mouth right now? It was I was disappointed. I don't know much about Kevin. I never have cared to look much into Kevin, to be honest. Mm -hmm. He was a blip on the Britney radar to me, besides being the father of her children. I don't pay attention. I've never paid attention to him and dating Char Jackson before that. Exactly. I, I wasn't here for this and I felt like it was very petty. And y'all too grown very, for that. Very. Let's move on because he doesn't deserve all that much airtime. Angela Yee is leaving the Breakfast Club. This announcement was kind of cryptic at first because she basically just posted that it was over as we know it. But we didn't know what that meant. Does that mean the show is ending? What does that mean? And basically she has decided to leave because she is going to be hosting her own morning show called wake up with angela Yee, and it will debut later this fall and feature her interacting with listeners interviewing celebrities and discussing timely topics she said this is something well, she already does just by herself <laughs> she said this is something that i've been wanting to do for years now since way before the pandemic as far as having a nationally syndicated show and somebody in my position, a woman, a black woman up here, it's a rarity and it's a great opportunity. And it's not something that I take lightly. So I'm really excited. The article I'm reading is from The Hollywood Reporter. And they say that Envy and Charlemagne will continue to host The Breakfast Club after Angela leaves. And yeah, I mean, it seems like it's something that's been in the works for years. I'm excited for her if this is the next step, natural step in her career journey. Um, but what did you think? Are you a big listener and watcher? Because I mean, I watch probably them more on YouTube than I even listen these days. Are you a big supporter of The Breakfast Club? Uh, yes and no. There was a time where I absolutely listened to The Breakfast Club daily, all day, daily. And then it got to the point where I only looked at certain interviews. Even to this day, I might get in a rabbit hole watching Breakfast Club interviews because they interview some of the most influential people yeah. in the culture. Mm -hmm. So when I heard this, I was like, interesting. She has been notably absent uh, post pandemic whether or not she's coming in you know whether she's in some of these interviews whether she's even in the studio she's been working remotely so I was curious I almost wonder if there's some type of drama I'm not gonna lie I'm not trying to be messy but there was tension between her and Charlemagne in the past we all know that Charlemagne has a contract with iHeartRadio and his Black Effect Network they all have their own podcasts um, and then Envy has a book. So I, I think 
this is great in terms of growth because everyone needs to grow, but Mm -hmm. I'm just curious on like, what was the final straw for her? And yeah, you get a chance to write one check versus three. I think that's ideal, right? (laughs) Especially if the money is there. Absolutely. And she's been with the Breakfast Club for 12 years. I personally don't feel like it's a show that she really gets to make her mark on possibly in the way she may want to. Well said. I think the star is absolutely Charlemagne because he's the one that says the off the off the cuff items and then you have dj envy who apparently is the the captain but even then his input i don't know it's just a weird show because again have they all gotten on my nerves one time or another absolutely (laughs) absolutely but yeah go ahead ashley i'm sorry no you're fine i was just gonna say when I think about it and when I think about my experience with the breakfast club, to your point, Charlemagne has been the star. And then I think about how big of an impact culturally and even just (laughs) iconically her interview with August Alsina has had. And that was completely her one-on-one. So when I think about the impact that she could have as a solo host I totally get it. I totally get this. I enjoy lip service, actually. And she gets people to talk about some crazy stuff all the time, you know? And I think she gets on my nerves, too, though, because she's really good for... My friend likes to do this. My friend, she never really talks about herself, which Mm -hmm. if you were, if you are in journalism, that is obviously the goal or whatever. But it's like... You're really out here wanting people to give all their business and you're just talking about your friends, but okay. That's the role. That's the gig. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see kind of what's next. And even for the breakfast club, are they going to replace her? Um, Is it going to be another woman or are we just going to roll with the two of them? So we'll see what happens, but it was definitely an interesting announcement and one that obviously matters in the world of both radio and in hip-hop and entertainment so but as far as Deezus and Meryl and now the Breakfast Club being broken up it's like what's going on now see they're seem way more juicy than yeah. this one like this one again to me seems more natural I'm honestly was thinking Charlamagne was going to end up being the first one to leave this Same. threesome Same. but yes. but you know maybe he got that whole uh mentality that Ryan Seacrest has of I don't get rid of any checks i just add more to my place so um listen we'll see what happens that is a lesson learned there too i'm yeah (laughs) ryan's like i don't say no to a job i just figure it out i just work it all in so (laughs) let's move on to hot topics our first one up i was really reluctant to add to our list and to want to talk about today because it's so gross if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to talk about it i think we should though just because it's so out there right now and ashanti is now a friend of the pod because we've met her so i just feel like i just feel like we have to give our two cent and this is irv Gotti running his mouth 20 years after the fact he has made headlines recently and a drink champs interview basically talking about him and Ashanti having relations back in the day. 
um, how he found out that her and Nelly were dating through watching a basketball game. Um, and then now people are, have been saying, oh, clearly you're not over this next YZ. So he did an interview with Page Six saying, uh, F no to not being over her. It's not he's not over. He's not forgiven her because basically she didn't stick by him when he was accused of using his record label to launder money. He called her a cockroach. He called her away. a cockroach. This is somebody you supposedly once was so in love with, though, but is now calling her a cockroach. Fat Joe has come to Ashanti's defense, and Irv Gotti felt some type of way about that, too. He said, oh, he's he's not my friend. And Ja Rule's been thrown to it because Ja Rule was there during the Drink Champs interview. Ja Rule was like, nah, definitely had her back when he was trying to call her a bitch. Because that's the thing, too. He was calling her a bitch. In the interview, I haven't watched it because I'm not going to watch it. And by the way, this is all plug for a documentary. Like, I was like, why is he running his mouth like this? And then I realized, oh, there is a five-part documentary uh, that he's basically out here trying to promote. So it's really gross. He's spilling all the tea, though, before yeah, it's it. really, it's really gross to me, especially because Ashanti, to this day, has never really spoken sideways about him she's wanted to re-record her song so that she can have ownership Ownership. over them but other than that first of all shanti is notoriously private with her love life nelly is the only man i still to this day had known she had dated that part that part so for you to be running your mouth and putting all this out here like it just left a really bad taste in my mouth not that i'm a fan of irv Gotti in any way anyway (laughs) <laughs> but it definitely made him seem even less than somebody that I would ever want to encounter. So what were yes. your thoughts about this predicament and entanglement? It's gross. It seems completely gross and unnecessary. Again, I was so relieved to see Fed Joe say, yo, was that necessary? He's like, I didn't even know y'all were together. And mm-hmm. I was there recording the songs. Why talking, are about, talking about this? We wrote happy after we had sex and all this and that. Because for years, he denied that there was ever a physical part yes. to their relationship. Because again, yes. you were married, sir. I don't have much to say, Ashley, other than this is extremely disappointing. It's more than that. It's it's freaking disgusting and completely unnecessary and it it does not motivate me to want to see his stinky ass documentary i'm sorry what has the sanity done to him besides not choose him it also feels like almost like revenge porn type of mentality yes you may not be posting physical pictures but you're definitely trying to sully her name and her reputation absolutely a form of harassment at this rate especially with all these post interviews like again fat joe did the right thing the quote-unquote big brother thing you speak up for her and then the fact that he's talking about oh he's no longer my friend he's looking like a fool we don't need to be friends we grown do you (laughs) sir (laughs) i don't know what y'all rule did so i do understand why people are like what's going on but yeah he seems hurt he seems real hurt and it doesn't it's not a good look at all he he clearly doesn't have a publicist in my mind or any type of pr around this particular 
and we documentary love release tea, but this type of tea just seems again vindictive. Yeah, it's in very poor taste, and it's in a again. I don't think I have any desire to really dig into it now. I probably mm-hmm. would have caught it if he wasn't going if he wasn't showing his complete bubble right now. Yes. I could even see if this were a memoir, if he had written a memoir and he has spoken all his thoughts, but yes. more eloquently, like yes. where is your healing for yourself? Have you not tried to move through any of these feelings? And I know this is getting too deep and this is not, I'm not trying to therapize <laughs> this man. But I'm just saying, have you not looked at yourself and considered your own actions? You, again, you were a married man. You talking about you were so in love with Ashanti that whole predicament sounds really messy for one. For two, we don't know the details of what happened when you got arrested and all of that. I remember it vaguely, but nobody was following that to see who stayed with you and who didn't. Like, it just all feels super petty. Again, too grown. You too yes. big and grown out here to be doing all of this. Absolutely. It was, it's a ugly thing to have made so public for sure. And Ashanti has not spoken out, but I do love that she hopped on stage with Nelly yep. shortly after. It's like, I don't have to say much. This going to hurt you. <laughs> if you and feel I that, doubt that, they're that together, much. But yeah, absolutely. no, I don't because Ashanti has said she's in a relationship. So yep. I don't think so either. But I think it was just one of those like, I don't have to say anything. I'm just going to stab you a little bit just with a butter knife, not with like a steak knife. But just a little butter knife. Bah! <laughs> got your ass one time. That's all I really got. Shanti, keep your head up, girl. You ain't slut shaming nobody in 2022. We all be fucking. So let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Last, but certainly not least in our headlines and hot topics today, the GOAT of tennis has announced that she is evolving away from the game. The Serena Williams in a Vogue article because Serena, if nothing else, loves her some fashion, okay? Absolutely, but you know, Anna Wintour is obsessed with tennis and Serena is her favorite player. I didn't know Anna was obsessed with tennis. I don't know nothing about Anna Wintour besides them glasses. But this is why Serena (laughs) has had like five covers. I got you. (laughs) Serena graced the cover. Beautiful. She's turning 41 next month. And she said that she will retire after the U.S. Open, which begins in late August. A win at the tournament would tie her again with... Margaret Court's record of 24 Grand Slam titles, which she's been chasing for a little bit now. In the article, she said, I have never liked the word retirement. Maybe the best word to describe what I'm up to is evolution. I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis toward other things that are important to me. She cited her family as the main reason why she will step away from the sport, writing that her four-year-old daughter, Olympia, wants to be a big sister. She said that her career would not be ending based on a desire to expand her family if she were a man. She said, believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. She said, maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady. Okay. If I had that opportunity. I love that she goes there. Like, 
I am so respected because let's be real. Let's if be she clear. had not had a baby, she would have broken this record and then some. Yes. She said I would have had 30 by now. And she said, let me conclude. Don't get me wrong. I love being a woman. And I loved every second of being pregnant with Olympia. Adding that she was one of those annoying women who adored being pregnant. But she said she realized she had a narrow window and that she definitely does not want to get pregnant again as an athlete. And that these days, if she has to choose between building her tennis resume and building her family, she chooses the latter. Delora, I'm not surprised that this was announced. I had even been telling my mom we have to get tickets to the U.S. Open because I think this is going to be it. But I was still sad. Like, I still feel some type of way. I'm not ready. Yeah, I knew something was going on when she dropped her coach, the great mm-hmm. Patrick. Yep. And I knew it was coming. I was curious about her wanting more children because I think she has been vocal about it, but she's also been still playing, right? Obviously, she's been also prioritizing her fashion line as well as her, her venture capital portfolio mm-hmm. with Serena Ventures, which is beyond impressive, by Launched the way. in 2019 to support women, people of color, and young entrepreneurs. Yes. So I think I think I'm in the stage of denial. Not denial. <laughs> I'm happy we have the opportunity to see her a couple of more times on on the court. Obviously the the last one being the biggest one, the US Open. But I think greats like Serena deserve a victory lap. Mm. And she didn't really give us a whole year of that, but we can go see her at the U.S. Open. And I think that's the one thing that Tom Brady was lacking, which is why he probably came out of retirement. But that's a whole other conversation. I don't think, I think they're going to have to haul that man off the field. Like, I just... <laughs> At this rate, I don't know what it's going to take. Overall, I don't, I knew this day was coming as well. I'm feeling very numb right now. Mm. But again, the fact that we were able to have King Richard, the fact that we were, you know, were able to see her perform. And I cannot wait for Nike commercials to come out because i know i'm gonna be bawling my eyes out Mm. because they they know how to make a freaking commercial let me tell you um and she talks about legacy and she's talking about she talked about how she didn't know what her legacy was going to be and my mind instantly goes to oprah who notoriously had a conversation with maya angelou who said you cannot be concerned with your legacy because you don't control that yeah she said what that, people think of you is none of your business. Exactly. So, you know, you do your best. She mentioned very quickly she's appreciative of everyone who's cheered for her and she doesn't understand her impact. And I'm like, the fact that she has been able to inspire several generations of people that aren't even tennis players, like just people. She's in my Mount Rushmore, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Serena Williams. It's she is her name is in the greatest of all time 
transcending a sport category of the Michael Jordans and the Tom Brady's and the and, Tiger Woods. I mean, it she is her legacy has been cemented for me and that's why the whole idea of her needing to retire I knew was coming sooner rather than later because we all know that as professional athletes there is a shelf life to that because your body physically is only going to be able to maintain for so long but I think Serena for me is the first major goat athlete who has retired in an era that I fully feel and understand the impact she's the first one that i have really been old enough loved enough to really be like damn we got a chance to live through her journey exactly and and i there's even inspiration in what she's doing now with moving on to other things because we are humans and we are allowed to evolve our interests change i'm super excited to see what she does next because as i talked about with kobe i came to appreciate kobe as a human being after he retired yes you get to know them so much more once they're no longer this epitome of their sport absolutely and yeah we're gonna have to talk about this another time because I know I will be crying. (laughs) I know I will be crying. Well, we'll probably do a recap of being Serena and that will help to flush out more of the feelings. I wish they would do another season, honestly, especially right now. I wish they were recording to get these moments. She probably always have people with her at this rate. Yeah, but I need need HBO to release it. Like I need a being (laughs) Serena another season. That would be great. But let me, um, you know how every time they end a movie or something, they have to give the highlights of them. So let me do that for Serena real quick. So to date, Williams has 73 career singles titles, 23 career double titles, and over $94 million in career winnings. As you mentioned, in addition to focusing on her family, the tennis star said she looks forward to expanding Serena Ventures, the venture firm she launched in 2019. And she said, in terms of feeling her legacy or impact, especially on women, that she hopes that women athletes feel that they can be themselves on the court. They can play with aggression pump their fists they can be strong yet beautiful they can wear what they want and say what they want and kick butt and be proud of it all that's so beautiful i i have one last thing i want to say her legacy what you just beautifully gave us the rundown on absolutely means more than court's record by the way Everybody talks about court having 24. This was before the open era. Okay. Court didn't even have the type of competition that Serena had in her entire career. And most of her wins was in the Australian Open. And the Australian Open didn't have the prestige as the other Opens until much later. So (laughs) we have to put things in context. Serena is enough, period. Oh, absolutely. And she is the standard in today's tennis. Just for clarity, for anyone who's like, but she didn't get 24 yet. It doesn't matter. That's a very valid discussion and debate that happens across multiple forms of sports in terms of not being able to hold modern day athletes to 
the past and when circumstances were different, rules were different, competition levels were different, all of those things. So, well said, Delora. We got to get you a spot on ESPN, girl. All right. <laughs> guys, that's it for quick headlines and hot topics today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any thoughts on these headlines and hot topics, please feel free to leave us a comment, rate and review, all the things. Delora, what are we recapping for the people next week? I'm so excited. It is a British comedy available on HBO Max. The title, Starstruck. It is adorable. We're recapping seasons one and two. It was originally one of my hidden gems. And Ashley and I will discuss. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.